Some believe that this life is just a stage to practice for a life that will come after we die. But it is this reality in which God has created us that we must focus our concern. We each have the responsibility to live the life God has given us in accordance with the divine law and the laws that govern the society in which we live. And along with being thankful unto God for all things, we are to respect and treat others as we would ourselves and live the life God has given us as positively and as responsibly as we possibly can. In this here and this now. To that end, the next four podcasts, starting with this one, will cover the laws of the divine law and its role in this reality. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Adam Ripley, your host and avatar for the Beyond the Rituals community. If you are a first-time listener, welcome to the program. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Today's subject, love, the first law. But first, a quick commercial. If you enjoy our podcast, you can listen to them on the go. Search for Discerning Truth and subscribe and rate them on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, or wherever you listen. By doing so, you let us know that you support what we're doing and encourage us to continue. Thanks in advance. Now, on with the podcast. So, love, the first law. Let's get started. Love God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your being. This is the first of the four laws that comprise the divine law. In the most direct way, it tells us to love God with all that we are, unconditionally, and directs us to accept two imperatives. The first is unspoken, to believe in God, to believe beyond the boundaries of self and accept fully and unconditionally something that lies beyond our ability to comprehend or explain. The second is to accept with all our heart, with all our mind, and with all our being that we are to love the unexplainable with all that we are, without reservation. To accept that beyond ourselves there is something far more significant, and we are intrinsically a part of it. The divine law rejects the belief that humankind discerns, shares, or experiences God collectively, and teaches that God is not a concept in which we must believe, but a real and intimate understanding that inherently exists within our personal experience. But how can we love unconditionally that which only exists within our personal experience? Can we love a thought? a realization, a feeling? If we do not know God, have only concepts of God, and cannot explain God, how then can we love God?
Good question. Let's explore that. We'll start by deconstructing the first law's wording. Love God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your being. The divine law holds that although God exists outside of us, God's presence does not exist wholly detached from us. But like the framework of a house is a fundamental component of its structure, God is an inherent component of our being, an integral aspect of what we are. The philosophy asserts that when we experience God and accept Him, God's existence is undeniable, and proof of God's existence beyond oneself is unnecessary. That what makes God real to us and distinguishable from a delusion or hallucination is God's divine essence, an instantly recognizable presence of thought that guides us to direct our actions toward the most favorable outcome for ourselves, other people, and our current environment. We experience God through God's divine essence, not that which we touch or see, but that which we feel, an intangible. So we can't start there. We have to start with what we can touch and feel, ourselves. Then it's love yourself with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your being. Yes, love yourself with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your being. Hold on, Adam. Are we worthy of such love? Can we love ourselves in such a manner? Yes, we are. And yes, we can. Not only must we love ourselves in that way, but we must also love other people in that way. As individual people, we are not equal. That's just the cold truth. The love we share with each other has conditions attached. It is love based on mutual needs, what we can do for others and what others can do for us. Love that we create based on our feelings for someone. The type of love that allows small words and even the smallest of insults to diminish it. And sometimes, take it away. It's conditional love. However, as human beings, we are all equal. God is inherent within me as God is inherent within you. If I love God with all that I am, as He exists within me, then I must love God with all that I am as He exists within you. But it is not the same kind of love we give on an individual basis. It is the love that is inherent in all humankind, the love that leads us to understand that we are intrinsic to creation and that returning our love to creation is an obligation, not a choice. 
No matter our station in life, no matter our race, no matter to which nation we belong, there is nothing that one human being can experience to which another human being cannot relate. We do not love each other because we decide to, but because we must. Love, then, becomes more than what we feel. It becomes a direct representation of who we are as human beings. Small words and minor insults do not hurt us. We overcome them, and it becomes clear what makes it possible for us to love God unconditionally is first loving ourselves, other people, and God's creation in the same manner. We'd like to know your thoughts on the matter. Take a moment and let us know what you think in the comment section. If you want to learn more about the philosophy of the divine law, Pop on over to Amazon.com and buy Derek Crockett's new book, The Philosophy of the Divine Law, The Path to Harmony and Peace. Until next week, I'm Adam Repley, and this is Discerning Truth.